What can you do with your love of science? We'll tell you. everyone, and welcome back to the show for our love of science. My name is Shakira. And I am Fatu, and today's show is all about food, our favorite subject. (laughs) Yes, it is. We are so excited. Joining us today is Dr. Julia Oleyanju, who is a scientist, educator, food nutrition advocate, and entrepreneur. Julia, we're so excited to have you on the show. Mm -hmm. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, ladies. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. Great, great. So we are really looking forward to hearing more about your work and your awesome career journey so far. But before we jump in, we like to warm up by talking about one of our favorite topics, which you already know is food. (laughs) So today's topic is favorite foods. So the question is, Describe one of your favorite dishes or desserts. Fatou, do you want to kick us off? Oh my gosh. So (laughs) I'll start with my favorite dessert because that literally popped into my head. I could visualize it before you even finish saying the word dessert. That's awesome. I love it. And I think right now for me, that is tiramisu. I love a good tiramisu. Nothing beats that for me at all. Um, What about you guys? What about you, Julia? Oh, well, I like to talk about my favorite food. Um, Mm. Yeah, so a lot of times I I, I tend to tell people, oh, yeah, I like uh, this particular one this time, and the next time there's another one. But currently, my favorite (laughs) food, (laughs) the current one is um, grilled salmon. (gasps) Oh, my God! Julia, you took that right out of my mouth. That's a good one and very healthy. <laughs> I'm like jumping straight into dessert. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Grilled salmon. So do you grill it yourself or do you have a specific mm. spot where you like to go and get it? Um, okay. So I have a place where I love to go and get it. Mm-hmm. I can do it myself as well, but I, I I think I like it better when others do it for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, I have somewhere where I, I, I love to get it. And I love it when it's done with, you know, mashed potatoes that's done from the scratch. Not the one from a box or anything, but, like, really done right. Yeah, yeah. I love those two together. Yes. Yeah. And now I'm feeling hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and perfect. It's dinner time. We yeah. should do it. You know, I'm going to jump on that same bandwagon, Julia, and say, you know, salmon and not just that. I mean, seafood in general, I love, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've got this like honey glazed salmon in my refrigerator that I really want to go eat. (laughs) It's like honey glazed salmon with Julia. Sweet potato, mashed potatoes. Oh, <laughs> you like? I don't know. You went looking in my fridge or something. Sweet potato, mashed potatoes, and green beans. So, all you need is a tiramisu for dessert. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I don't have tiramisu. Yeah, but and then it would be a perfect dinner for all of us, right? Perfect dinner for all of us. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Excellent, ladies. Okay, so let's jump in. 
So, Julia, you are a scientist. Um, you completed your doctoral training working on food and specifically looking at the effect that particular compounds in food have on our bodies. Right. And since then, you've gone on to found a startup called Food Niche, mm -hmm. followed by um, Food Niche Ed, yeah. with an overall goal, it seems like, of just improving our health, right? Um And, and that starts with improving the food industry in general, but also improving food literacy in our schools in terms of food health and nutrition. So, Julia, let's start with just pretty simply, can you describe for our listeners, what is the science of food? Uh, sure, happy to do that. So a lot of times when people talk about nutrition, food science, food and health, Mm -hmm. There's a general notion out there that, yeah, just about to be lectured about what you should eat and what mm -hmm. you should not eat. Mm -hmm. People's expectation is um, pretty much around calories and what you should have on your plates and the colors of your plates. Mm -hmm. All these are very important information, by the way. But um, what science of food is, what we're focused on with science of food is providing a rationale, an evidence-based rationale for food choices. Mm -hmm. Answer the question, why? Why should I eat vegetables, for instance? Why? Explaining what happens beyond digesting your food. What really mm -hmm. happens on the molecular level? And, and giving um, a reason for why uh, people are making the choices they're making. Or if you're saying, oh, people should handle food in a particular way. Why? Explaining how microbes on food have optimal temperatures for growth and how proper handling affects growth. And um, and it can also affect pre uh, food preservation as well. So mm -hmm. it's pretty much going beyond the informational level mm -hmm. to explain the science behind some of the recommendations we make and helping people develop that compelling reason to make those choices. Excellent. Wonderful. I love that. Um, so, okay, your organization then, Food Niche and Food Niche Ed., Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how are they linked? Those two, how are they linked? What is the goal of your organization? And how do you go about accomplishing that goal? Sure, sure. So um, how are they linked? Well, I think the only commonality between both of them is uh, they're, they're focused on food and health. Like they, they're focused on promoting um, food and health, but different approaches to different companies, by the mm -hmm. way. So Food Niche was the first company I founded. Mm -hmm. um, more than five years ago. And the goal was to drive change in the food industry. Yeah. Uh, we bring uh, stakeholders, we bring um, uh, thought leaders in the academic community together uh, for thought-provoking conversations on how we can tackle the problems in our food system, in our, yeah, food system currently. This in our food system currently. And um, for the past five years, we've hosted um, summits for people from different parts of the country and even uh, different parts of the world together to talk mm -hmm. about some of the biggest challenges we're facing. And um, Food Niche is, uh, is a more recent um, innovation by our company. It's a platform that empowers teachers to introduce the science of food and health to students. So our goal okay. is to drive change through education, mm -hmm. and, which is very similar to uh, one of the things we're doing with Food Niche as well, education, but just uh, On, uh, um, on a higher level in terms of thinking about um, industry leaders at this time and thinking about what people see on the shelf, how can we make this better? Mm -hmm. So those are, those are um, what the two companies are about. 
Excellent. Excellent. And such important goals to be tackling, you know, food, health and and food health education, right? Right. So tell us about one of your company's biggest accomplishments in terms of the impact that you had, as well as one of your proudest accomplishments in terms of just what that meant to you personally. Right. And both of them are actually linked. Perfect. You know, and, and, <laughs> so for, for me, a lot of times when I think about um, what we do, um, the impact we are making is what drives me. And mm-hmm. one of the most, um, uh, well, let me put it this way, one of the most um, exciting moments was when one day I sat down, I was watching a video uh, recorded by one of the students I used uh, part of the, mm-hmm. the challenge we had over the summer, and it was describing how it, um, how participating with footage had impacted him mm-hmm. and how every single time after that period, going to the shelves, he picks, picks up products and he reads through the label, trying to understand, oh. is this really good for me or not? And wow. I'm listening to him. I mean, it was very, very, um, it was very, very overwhelming. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, because I've heard about that from the mom first. Mm-hmm. And, and that was how um, we asked for uh, information from the kid. And But just hearing him talk about it itself, yeah. you can see the power of just one, taking one bold step and, and seeing <laughs> how it affects the generation. So we look forward to seeing that with um, hundreds of thousands of kids um, across the country and other places as well. But that's one of the biggest um, accomplishments for me. I mean, just seeing impact on another generation. So that's, yeah. That's a job. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, to I hear because little kids, you know, they really they they don't think about nutrition all that much, right? You have oh. the parents having to say, "Eat your vegetables," you know, no dessert before you you eat your vegetable. Right? The parents are the ones usually you have to push, you know, kids into eating well. So right. that's an amazing impact. Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. So you're going off right off of that question. I'm sure I can guess the answer, but what do you love about what you do? Yes, yes. It's um it's it's one question, but when I saw it just put a put a smile to my face because uh, <laughs> it's just a joy to do something and that brings gratification to you. And there's yeah. huge gratification that comes from seeing the impact of your work on people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's research findings or whether it's um, innovation that educating people and improving their lives, for me, the biggest thing is being able uh, to create a positive impact in people's lives. Yeah. And, um, and the more people we can reach, of course, the bigger the joy. So Absolutely. That's, um, that's a big part of this for me. Absolutely. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. So on the flip side of that, what do you find most challenging in your role or something that you might change about your role if you could? Right. So um, every every role, every job, every position has its ups and downs, its challenges. For me, I see it as a learning opportunity. And I wouldn't change it for anything. You know? oh, so that's yeah. Great. So uh, yeah, it's um, it's an opportunity to learn. You challenge yourself. You learn. You grow. You become better. You yeah. know, um, from managing teams, small teams, big teams, to um, dealing with boards and, and dealing with just different things. They all have their uh, different challenges each day, and that's part of my training as well. So. It, um, in scientific training, every day is different. And one of the things we, we have to do is brainstorm, how do I navigate this? 
out yeah. of their pastor. Yeah. So it's um it's something you do uh, that helps you get better every day. So yes, there are challenges with it, but we'll trade it for anything. <laughs> That's yeah. beautiful. I love that. I feel like I could say that about grad school, right? It was uh-huh. so hard and so challenging, but if I had to go back, I would do it all again, right? right, right. <laughs> I might do some things in LA, right? But I would, I would still do it all again. Right. Um, okay, beautiful. So can you talk a bit about your experience as a Black woman in the STEM space, as a scientist, as an educator, and a business owner? What has that experience been for you? So that's something I've not um, really spent a lot of time dwelling on. Of course, mm-hmm. there are a lot of experiences to see each day. I, I personally wish I could see more uh, people that look like me mm-hmm. uh, in those spaces mm-hmm. and, 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 and just, you know, but it's, it's, that's not the scenario currently, but it's something I hope and pray will change uh, right. in the coming years. Um, one thing I would say about being a scientist and being a person of color, I've not, um, I don't have those kind of um, stories that I would ha- like to say, okay, this is what I think was really, really terrible that was done to me or something uh-huh. like that. I've seen experiences that people have that quite painful, and I think um, it shows that we have a long way to go in terms of growing and becoming better. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, when I think about it big picture, I think we we need more uh, mentors that can make it easier. More mentors that look like trainees. Mm-hmm. So when you have mm-hmm. um, tra- uh, mentors, you have Caucasian trainee, you have African-American mentors, you have African-American, you know, so just having those diversity and having that representation really matters. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I hope and pray that I can also be a mentor to someone too. In, in coming years, I do mentor people currently, but I hope to be a mentor to more people too. Because the more, uh, the more we have those di- that diversity in the system, the better, the easier it is for the next generation to get into those places and yeah. thrive and succeed yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely agree with that, Julia. Mm-hmm. And and actually, our most recent episode, we focused on mentors, right? And yeah. how important mentors are and the huge impact that mentors have in our lives. So I absolutely agree with you. We need more mentors who look like us, or we need more diversity in, right. um, in mentorships. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so um, last question in this segment. Um, so starting your own business, for me, that just seems just so incredibly brave, right? It, it must be um, such a unique experience compared to just, you know, going to a job and getting paid for work you do, right? Starting your own business, there's just a lot of bravery that goes into that. Right. So can you talk a bit about the lessons that you learned going through that process um, and any advice that you would give to someone who wants to do it too? Sure. So um, for me, I didn't set out to like start a company, you know, start a venture or anything mm. like that. It was just a series of um, a series of steps that happened along the way. Actually, while I was still in grad school, mm-hmm. uh, one thing led to the other, and um, I founded the first one. Mm. So um, it's not, it's not. Um, it wasn't like it, I didn't go to grad school with the mindset of, oh, when I finish, I'm gonna do this, and then <laughs> I will, I'll do this. No, it just happened that way, and um, it's been one level of growth after the other. But if I would advise someone that is looking to start some um, 
uh, adventure, whether you are a scientist or you're not, uh, one thing I would say is look for someone that's been down that road before that can advise you. Mm-hmm. And not just um, not just anyone. So look at the field. So let's assume you're trying to build a technology company. Um, don't just look for a mentor that started the business. If you say oh, so, um, the mentor is a coach, she might not be able to advise you to build a tech company. So look for someone that's done something similar to what you're trying to do mm-hmm. and let them guide you. It, or you might, you might not be able to talk directly with that person. You might have written a book, grab the book, read the book, mm-hmm. and let that start your journey. Whatever you need to do, get uh, knowledge from someone that has gone ahead of you. It would, it would just accelerate the process for you. It would reduce the amount of money you um, you lose or <laughs> the amount of money you go through. It would just accelerate things for you. So mm-hmm. look for someone that can mentor you, that can help you um, along the way. So that's one key thing I would start with. The mm-hmm. second thing that is really, really crucial is a community. Mm-hmm. Have a community of people um, around you that have similar visions. They might not be doing exactly the same thing. Oh, well, they won't, most likely won't be doing exactly the same thing. But they have, um, they have the same flair like you do. Create that network. Because one thing about businesses is it's all about who you know. Mm. So one example that I'll give is um, if, I have, if I come to your house, you've never met me before, you have no idea who I am, nothing, I come and knock on your door. Most likely you will not open the door for me to come in. <laughs> but if I come in with a friend that you know and trust very well, mm-hmm. when, when you know, you won't even have to what my name is. You just open the door for both of us to come in. Sit right. down. Oh, by the way, what's your name? You know, <laughs> so that's the part of trust. The same I thing, when you're in communities, people know you, people like you, people, they trust you. They can easily introduce you to someone. And, and the truth about it is that other person will be, um, warmer to you coming through an intro than just um, just you reaching out cold on your own. So mm-hmm. being in a community of people that can you can learn from, people that can um, expand your network for you is very, very crucial. So those are two key things I'd like to share. Of course, there are many more, but <laughs> yeah thank you julia i love that analogy you, you won't open the door to a stranger but you will open the door to a stranger who is with a friend <laughs> i love that analogy julia thanks again so much for talking with us today it was a pleasure hearing about your work it's a pleasure being here thanks for having me yeah thank you so how can people reach you and your team yeah, sure. Um, we are available, of course, online, um, foodnicheed.com, foodniche-ed.com, or um, teams at foodniche-ed.com. That's all the way to it. Perfect. And we will put all of those in the show notes for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Fatou, do you have any additional questions for this segment? I do. Just again, going back um, to the origin story, Julia. So I know, you know, you said um, that you didn't plan to do this. It's just kind of like one thing led to another. But can you explain how um, Food Niche and Food Niche Ed kind of evolved? Did one evolve from the other or did you have this idea to kind of do them together? Um, Because they each kind of serve a different but important function for the goal of your organization. Of course. Yes. So, um, they they did not we didn't plan it at the beginning to mm-hmm. have um, both of them 
um, we started one first actually, uh, Food Niche uh, was founded in 2015, mm-hmm. and the Food Niche head is just very recent. Um, okay. Uh, so it, it, they're both very different, but we felt the need. So it's more like when you get into a space, you learn more about the space, you know what the problems are, you see where the gaps are, mm-hmm. you see where the pain points are. So that's how Food Niche had evolved. Um, so it's something that we saw. We saw a huge need. And of course, after talking to a number um, a number of um, educators and, and teachers, we thought that, okay, this is a need we can meet. And that's, that's how we started out to um, tackle the issues that they're facing at the gap. That, that's there. So. Got it. Great. I think that was the main question that I had. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. So we'd like to say thank you to our listeners for supporting the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, like, and share. To learn more about our guest journey, be sure to listen to the next journey episode. And you can reach out to us by email at lovesciencepodcast at gmail.com. Please send any questions, comments about the show, or suggestions for guests that you'd like to hear on the show. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time. Bye, everyone.